Now, have you ever been caught out by a free trial online only to discover you've been paying for a subscription or membership for months or even years? Los Angeles-based Kiwi journalist David Farrier says this is the scam the bank won't help you with. And he's with us now from L.A. to take a closer look. Kia ora, David. Good evening. Uh, thanks for having me. A pleasure. Have you had snow at your place, by the way? We had some snow. There were some snowflakes in Los Feliz about a week ago, which was incredible. Los Feliz. Now, you realise, you won't know this, but I was born in Hollywood. First eight years of my life, I lived in Los Feliz in a little cul-de-sac called Los Nietos Drive. Oh, that's so funny. Well, yeah, this is, as a as a 40-year-old Kiwi, this is the first place that I've sort of moved into here in LA. So that's, what a what a small world syndrome this that's, is. That is absolutely unbelievable. And your zip code must be 90027. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't believe this. Well, David, we're here to talk about banks and scams and so on. So please give us a little bit of a a background. What got you investigating free trials on the internet? Yeah, well, it's something that I'd been noticing for a while. I'd seen different ads pop up uh, on Facebook, especially over the pandemic, actually, you know, these sort of join this, uh, you know, casino site or try this free game. And, you know, I, I checked out a few of these sites. And of course, they all say free trial. Um, but to get the free trial, you have to put your credit details in, you know, your credit card, and we won't charge you for them uh, yet, and people sign up. Uh, and then I was contacted by a gentleman called Paul, uh, who had done this over the pandemic. He'd seen an ad for an online card game. Um, he was bored during the pandemic. Um, he was an older gentleman. He had a lot of free time. And he jumped in and signed up. And then when he wrote to me, uh, he had recently checked his bank bank uh, statements and realized that he had been charged about $74.95 a month for 17 months. And he had just noticed. And of course, yeah, that came as a real shock to him because he didn't know he'd signed up for any kind of paid service. So how are people really being caught out by these free trials? Are people gullible too gullible or what's the story yeah i think it's a it's it's gullibility and a lack of uh a lack of knowledge about this stuff for sure i mean what these websites i mean what what paul signed up for and i wrote about this on a newsletter i do called webware in this specific case because it was a really good sort of case study and what happens you know he's an older guy uh, he had signed up to the site that was advertised to him, and it made it very clear that it was free. And this site was called Bubba Pays, and uh, uh, and you go to his website, and it's very clear that it is set up purely as a scam. No one is going to pay seventy four dollars ninety five a month for the kind of things this is offering. It's a it's a gaming site essentially, and if you look at the other rep, reputable sort of uh, subscription services, you know Microsoft or Nintendo, you're looking at about you know between six dollars and twelve dollars a month, not seventy four dollars ninety five. And so, yeah, people sign up. They don't read the small print saying that in five days your free trial for a week will go up to seventy four dollars ninety five. And also they're people, you know, they're older, they're not checking their online banking all the time. 
And so they don't notice this amount that suddenly kicks in and goes out of their bank account. And when months and months go by, you know, that adds up to a, a, a big amount. I mean, for uh, Paul, it was about, uh, I think, about $1,200 American, so more in Kiwi dollars. Yeah, it's about 2000 or so, isn't it? Kiwi dollars, it's still a lot of money. I mean, so where do people, you know, usually find these free trials or memberships, or do they just pop up? Yeah, they pop up in Facebook ads. Uh, sometimes you'll get an email into your inbox. You know, your email has ended up on some kind of scam list. And a lot of people being drawn into these kind of scams, they are older. Uh, often it's their children who discover that this is happening when they're just helping their parents figure out where their money's been going. And again, you know, the interesting thing with this is, you know, Paul reached out to me because he knows that I kind of like weird rabbit holes on the internet. And he had tried reaching out to Kiwi Bank to say, hey, this thing is happening to me. And Kiwi Bank's response to him was basically, you need to access these scammers yourself. You need to email them and get your money back. It's sort of, it's on you essentially. And so, you know, Paul um, initially had a really hard time even getting through to the right department at his bank. That was a really difficult thing to do. Then once he finally did, after about a week, they said, no, you need to uh, initiate correspondence with them. And then if you don't have any luck, come back to us. He reached out to the company. They actually miraculously gave him back some of the money that he'd been lost, uh, but he was still out of pocket um, by hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and Kiwi Bank simply refused to uh, give, give that money back to him. Sounds like it's easy to sign up to a paid subscription without meaning to. Too easy. Yeah, and again, I, you know... These websites are interesting because I, I went to this particular website, Bubba Pays, and it looks like a legitimate-ish website. I called the customer support line. I went through to a incredibly generic call center that didn't even know what Bubba Pays was. We struggled to understand um, each other's accents, and I really got nowhere. And then I went to the you know the frequently asked questions on this website. And they were all, it was very clear that anyone that landed in the questions and answer section of the website was there because they'd been scammed. And this website was just saying, no, we're completely legal. We're watertight. You just didn't read the small print. And so, again, this site is set up purely to hook people into a free uh, week. And then in the small, small, small print, it'll say, you know, after five days, you're paying $74 a month. So it sounds like it's reasonably difficult to cancel out of this service, these sort of things. Yeah, it is. It is. It's uh, it's all on the customer to opt out. It's not like you know, it's all it's all on you, basically, whoever's signed up. And of course, the argument is, you know, if you're putting your credit card details into a website, look, obviously something is going to happen at some point you're going to be charged but that's just not the way a lot of people think and when a service is advertised to you as a free gaming website people out there are trusting and they won't think that this thing is going to kick in they certainly won't assume it's going to kick in with that amount of money and you know obviously terrible that certain people are doing this i mean i looked at bubba pays and it linked back to a uh, a, a British company, um, a series of shell companies, and the gentleman that established the company 
should have been in prison at the time that that company was established. Um, he was in a paper um, at the time in 2019 for um, assaulting a minor. So, you know, this website was made by absolute scum. Paul had come along, he'd put his credit card details in, he'd gotten charged a lot of money. That's one issue. The other issue is when he approached his bank, you know, Kiwi Bank had made over $100 million in profit the previous year. And yet he was a bank that wasn't willing to go, hey, this is a scam that you have been uh, put into. Uh, let's refund your money. And I should be clear now, after I wrote about this and made it public, mysteriously, and, and I don't know why it would have happened, Paul got a call from Kiwi Bank and they said, oh, yeah, we are going to refund that cash. And so they did. But that never would have happened unless it had been made public and the bank's name had been put out there, which is what I'd done. So do you think this issue is widespread? This seems like another generation up from getting emails from, say, Nigerian princes who are promising you hundreds of millions of dollars. It's kind of, it's exactly that same level of scam. And, and I believe banks should recognize it as that. And just if someone had stolen your credit card and gone on a spending spree, the bank will immediately kick in and start looking to get that money back. I believe banks should be helping out customers that have been drawn into this kind of direct scam in exactly the same way. And, you know, Kiwi Bank ended up doing the right thing in this case and helped. But there are a lot of people being drawn into this. I mean, a website like Bubba Pays exists to fish for people that are a bit more naive and don't check their bank statements every month. And it knows that those people are its target market, and that's where they get their income from. So, yeah, it's it's really widespread. I see a lot of this everywhere. And, again, the, 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 the tricky thing about this is, sure, here's a person that's put their credit card details in. They haven't taken the time to read the small print. You know, is it on them? But I would argue these sites exist purely to suck these people in. I think it's incredibly um, unethical to have something that is advertised as free and then up to five days it kicks in and suddenly costs $75 for a service that is definitely not worth that amount of money. Now, I did read that article, David. It made the point that banks should reimburse customers who've been misled by free trials. But I guess that leads on to the question... Why should they? Do they have any obligation if the customer signed up for it, irrespective of how many millions they made in profit? Well, I think it says a lot that Kiwi Bank, in this case, did refund Paul his money. Uh, I think these banks need to be and are responsible for keeping an eye on these scam companies that are charging their customers' credit cards, uh, sometimes exorbitant amounts of money. You know, I should preface this by saying um, I'm a journalist. I'm not an expert in the law and what banks illegally um, should do. But I would say in this case, after being called out, Kiwi Bank did refund all the money that the scam site had skimmed off his card. And so I think that kind of says all you need to know. Is there any regulation around this in New Zealand or does there need to be an alteration no, the, from what I can tell from my research, there is very little regulation. You know, it's essentially up to the customer and their bank to figure this stuff out. Uh, I think it's something that definitely needs to be looked into. Uh, 
you know, I, I was kind of hitting my head against the wall when I was trying to talk to Kiwi Bank about this and explain to them that, you know, this was a website set up by a child sex offender uh, who has scammed uh, someone uh, who is, uh, you know, doesn't need this in their life right now. You know, Paul, you know, Paul has, a, you know, Paul has a lot of health problems. He's dealing with a lot at the moment. The last thing he needed was for this money to be disappearing out of his account. And so, uh, yeah, I think there absolutely needs to be more regulation about this and more checks and balances in place. But again, I think that comes back uh, on the bank. I think they need to be policing the stuff and being deeply more aware of what's going on than they currently are. So where was the head office of this particular website? You did track it down, didn't you? Yeah, it ended up, I mean, the shell company was called, you know, it was Zodiac 5 Consulting Limited. It was in the um, United Kingdom, uh, um, had a street address, uh, looked on Google Maps. It was a very nondescript, nothing uh, house. So I, I wouldn't, I would bank on that, probably not even being an address that was anything to do with this particular company. Um, there are a number of shell companies within that company. And so, again, it is just an entity that's been set up purely with preying on people's naivety that is going to that's going to click on something that says, oh, here's a fun card game to play for free um, and in very, very small writing in the terms and conditions. Hey, after five days, you're going to be paying a lot more for this. So, David, in your opinion, what should happen to better protect people from getting misled by free trials and memberships online? Uh, it's always going to happen because there's always going to be people preying on those on the internet, uh, especially people that are more naive. Uh, I think banks need to be more accessible to customers that run into these problems. And I think they need to be much more aware of companies that are doing this so they can catch it earlier. I certainly think if a customer looks on their bank account and sees that $74.95 has been going out for 17 months that they should be able to get through to their bank sooner than, you know, five, six, seven days. And when they call their bank, their bank should be able to, you know, the, the first line from the bank shouldn't be, it's on you to get in touch with these scammers. You know, the bank should step in. You know, you are trusting them with your money. Uh, you pay bank fees for various things. I think the least you can expect is to be able to access your bank quicker than five days and for your bank to be able to help you and certainly not urge you to go straight back to the people that are ripping you off and ripping hundreds of other people off around the planet. Some might say he should have looked at his bank statement every week or two weeks or four weeks, but in a lot of cases you don't actually receive a piece of paper in the mail anymore. It's just online and people don't even look. A hundred percent. And, you know, Paul, the first thing he said to me is, I am an idiot. I feel stupid. I should have looked at my statement. You know, it, it is on him and he knows this as well. But I think there is a power dynamic at play where, as I said, Paul's um, uh, he's an older gentleman. He has a lot of health problems. His time is spent thinking about a lot of other things, um, not looking through each line of his bank statement. And so, yeah, it's really sad. He admits that if he had just looked, he would have caught it earlier. But that wasn't the position that he was in uh, to do that at the time. 
And yeah, I just think banks, you know, what, what really shocked me about this is that, you know, Paul had reached out to me because Kiwi Bank just wasn't helping him. He was really struggling to deal with them. They were incredibly dismissive. And so he had to reach out to a guy on the internet that he knew that he thought could sort of poke into this. And I think, you know, the fact that Kiwi Bank got his money back was great. But I also think the fact that only happened after it had been publicly called out on the newsletter I write, Webworm, he, if, if that hadn't happened, I think he wouldn't have seen that money again. And I think that uh, that has to change. The old adage, if it sounds or looks too good to be true, then it is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I would just say if, if anyone, um, you know, if, if I think it's a conversation you should have with um, your parents, you know, I've had it with mine. If, if any site is requesting your credit card details, just really check um, that you know what that service is. Check the URL at the top of your browser. Check that it is the website that you think you're on. And certainly never enter your credit card details to any kind of gaming website uh, or online casino or anything like that. It's it's bad news. It will never go well. And you will be uh, incredibly stressed out and certainly won't get what you're paying for. Kiwi journalist David Farrier based in Los Angeles. Thank you for pointing this out. And I hope that has helped many other people. And If you're in the Los Feliz area, as you say you are, look out for my old elementary school, Franklin Avenue Elementary School in Franklin Avenue. I will. I will. I I think this is such a small world syndrome. Um, I love this. And I'll I'll keep an eye out for your old school. I'll probably walk by it next week. Thank you, David.